You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 10 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Hey, well, you remember you remember last week when we did the episode after Biden was declared the winner in the election? Yeah. And everybody celebrated. And we were like giddy and drunk with happiness and we, people and, were on and, the streets and, and Lauren, the girls and I were among the people on the streets in DC. Yeah, all of yeah. us were out there and it was exciting and we yeah. thought, Okay, ding dong, the witch is dead, but <laughs> Well, well, we kind of knew better. Yeah, we, we were didn't. happy, but we kind of knew better. Yeah, but evil never dies, man. No. This guy is not going to concede, and he's not going away. No, I mean, I think I think a lot of the kind of stuff that you're hearing in the media, you're reading about, well, you know, give it two weeks, and yeah, you know, no, they're no, going to no. approach him gently, and this will peter out over the course of weeks, and he'll eventually concede. He's and not conceding. Maggie Haberman said, you know, there's never a chance that he's going to get carried out of the White House, and oh yeah, so on and so forth. <laughs> I, I don't see any. And, and look, by the way, what a snowflake! Like no one has actually, apparently, no one has actually said to him, "You've." You've lost. No one's. They. They like. Well, you have to approach him very gently I mean, because he's, he's, like a, he's like a freaking nuclear bomb. He's a seventy-four-year-old man. Like, tell him the truth. Like, you exactly. Well, so lost. Get out. Right. Well, <laughs> so no one apparently has the courage. Right, because he to, still or, controls the magas. Right, and so um, I don't know. You know, people keep saying. Oh, and then, you know, Republicans are privately calling oh, Biden. Yeah. I mean, when profiles, is this? Profiles and courage, all so, of that. Right, exactly. So I don't see, at least a week after our big celebration, yeah. what the process is in which he eventually does. No one's at, at this point, I don't think anybody is asking him to make a concession speech no show up for he'll never do that president-elect and vice president-elect no that'll never uh, happen the, the president-elect biden and vice president-elect harris's inauguration that won't happen I, I, just a sign that he knows that it's over I, and I that mean, he will vacate without actual violence calling without, out the troops for violence and of course this morning yeah he is pumping up the magas and that's all he can do, and that's why they're so scared of him. Listen, he still got seventy million votes, or seventy-two right. million votes, or whatever the freaking crazy mm-hmm. number is, and that's what the Republicans in the Senate are afraid of. Right. That he still right. has this enormous right. base that only, unfortunately for all of us, got bigger in the last election. Right. So they're there, they're I mean, petrified of there's him. There's a He's, huge there's a huge block of voters who he can do no wrong. There's nothing he could possibly do the wrong that will shake their faith in Donald Trump. But, it's but the just really, crazy bizarre I mean, to me. But, but we knew this all along. But the really sad part is how willing certain Republicans are to throw democratic norms and even democracy itself out the freaking window. There is well, There has been zero, zero proof of voter fraud. Zero. Right. Uh, right. His own government came back and said... This was the fairest election well, we've had in many years. 
the ele- there's Here's the this question is indisputable this is indisputable at this point but as 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 our legion of followers know, yes yes we are and and, and <laughs> being the conscience of the nation as well as our unrivaled ability to see what is going to happen well before everybody unrivaled sees on. <laughs> what's, what's going on did did you expect and i mean we talked about this that there no Republicans are going to uphold democratic norms because no. they are afraid of the president and they're afraid of his mythical base of people because they're it's cowards. Not a myth, and, yeah, but they and, are cowards. And, no, 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 I know, but but it's not a myth, but I mean mythical in the sense that all power they're so afraid of it that something yeah. would happen to them. What would happen yeah. to them? They would be in a tough re-election campaign? I mean, it's just absurd. They would get primaried? I, it's just I, absurd. The, every, the, I mean, every senator I know leaves office and makes even more millions than he or she had before. Yeah, they but had, people before. are addicted to power. It's well, yeah, because it's like it's like a hundred little White Houses up yeah. there on Capitol Hill. But, but my but, point is, is yeah. that we knew that norms were shredded. We knew that institutions were crumbling. We knew that when push came to shove, they were never going to challenge him. And now we are. And mind you, I'm going to say it, we are headed towards the mother of constitutional crises. Because I mean, we're in it. We're in a constitutional crisis. But, but it, the, as we get closer and closer to January 20th, and he continues to refuse, yeah. what is going to happen? Is Mitch, are Mitch McConnell, is the Republican leadership of the House and the Republican leadership of the Senate going to take the drive from Capitol Hill to the White House and say... No. Hey, time's up. No, they're not going to. They'll have to wade through. We have no evidence that they would do anything like that. And we have, to the contrary, we have only seen behavior that encourages this and that will lead him to make further demands. Like, they're now talking about, like, negotiating with him his exit, right? (laughs) Like, like you said earlier, like, oh, well, he has to get used to the idea. Dude, you're lost. (laughs) Like, get used to this idea. You're done. But the fact that they're so willing, so willing right. to destroy the country that we have just to appease a minority, right. no matter how big it is, it's still a minority of the population. Right, right. Right, like they're talking about like, oh, well, there's so many people who voted for him and they have to get used to this idea. What about the majority of people majority. who voted right. against him and who voted democratically to get him out? How about our feelings? Right. How about what we well, need, what we want? How come right. that's never taken into because consideration? Because they're armed. So are we, man. Not <laughs> every. Not I'm every just saying, liberal, but this is a. Not every this liberal is the, doesn't have a gun. The, well, actually, there's more liberals who have guns in the last four years. Michelle Goldberg in the New York Times has written a couple of times about um, liberals uh, buying guns. I mean, first of all, this year, since the pandemic, has been a record year in gun sales. Then but there even is. So, even and then so, there's, you know, there's, there's to... a black version of the yeah. NRA. Yeah, but even so, so, are we supposed to say, like, well, they have guns, so we have to. No, let them do my what point they want? is. My point is, and this is the, the kind of the history of the United States. Again, I, I'm, I'm reading a very long book, Battle Cry Freedom, and about the antebellum period up through the Civil War. And, um, you know, this, is, this has been the long story of these threats that the minority have always had over the majority. And the majority has always sought to appease that. 
And it doesn't for seem fear to of work. what might for fear of what might happen. But it never seems to work. Right? Well, because and, the Civil War actually happened, right? <laughs> right. You couldn't avoid it because these people were were not willing well, to be placated in any way short of allowing them to continue slavery it, 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 ad infinitum. Right. And I think that the the truly disconcerting and dis- disturbing thing about the current moment is that the subsequent history, the post-Civil War history, is not obviously perfect, but the, the, the mythology around it was supposed to kind of heal those cleavages and knit the country together um, through happened. both triumph and tragedy. It really hasn't happened. I mean, the, the question of American identity remains contested. And something that, you know, I think the last four years has revealed for me more than uh, I had believed before. Certainly, I had believed before. And I, I just don't know with, you know, half of the country down the rabbit hole on, you know, a variety of things, including QAnon, how that, how we pull it back. I don't know how we can. I mean, people are saying like, well, Biden will sort of temper the flames and the country will will calm down. But I don't see it. I want to read to you something that I wrote and did not put anywhere because, as you know, I'm no longer on Facebook to put this right. out. And this is too long for Twitter and nobody follows me anyway on Twitter. So there, I follow you on Twitter. Well, all right, but very few people. So this would be like screaming into a chasm. <laughs> but I wrote this and it's dated October 26th. And I've got, okay. the, re- I've got the receipts. I can, show, I can show you that I wrote it on October 26th. And this is what I wrote. There is no way in hell that Trump will concede the election to Biden, even if he loses in a landslide. His followers will get the message and embark on their own low-intensity warfare against their perceived enemies. Trump's quote-unquote loss will never be accepted and will become the second fallen cause that racist, white nationalists, and anti-government fanatics will rally behind. This stoked by the right-wing media ecosystem, is what will prevent the country from successfully moving forward and mire us in continued political dysfunction, unrest, and increasingly, violence. I, I think that that's, I think it's spot on. And we see this in the, the Million MAGA march and the Stop oh the Steal God. march that <laughs> happened in D.C. yesterday. Now, of course, it was about, I think they estimated between five or 6,000 people. But No, I think I saw like 11,000. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. so in the middle of the day, yeah. um, I saw it was five to six, but that's, but before, that's the, certainly less... before the Park Service probably came up with yeah, their Yeah, that was a Park estimation. Service number. But less than a million. <laughs> it was definitely less than a million, but it doesn't matter. You know, they I, I, in my post-workout stretch this morning, I had CNN on, and they were interviewing people who took part in this, and they said... They look in the camera and they said, Donald Trump won this election by a landslide. <laughs> Joe Biden will never be my president of the United States. These people so are unreachable. This, right. That's exactly right. And so whether it's a million or 11,000 or 2 million or 22,000, they yeah. have the capacity to continue to undermine the proper functioning of government and because look, we allow them to they're right. a minority that has that they're because they're terrorists they are holding fear. us hostage they're holding and you us see hostage. this dysfunction look what has the president done since his loss 
Well, he's golfed a bunch of times. He's golfed a bunch uh-huh. of times, and he's tweeted. Yeah, has but there that's been, all he. That's all he. Does. And we have un we whatever the spike in COVID cases and the community spread My of God. coronavirus was in March My, and April. My God. It is far, far worse than it is now. The the chair of the of the coronavirus task force, Vice President Mike Pence, went on vacation. He's on vacation, this, man. He's, he's on vacation. He's, he's working hard. Right. So the. This he clearly doesn't want to have anything to do with what is going to be a growing constitutional crisis about the transfer of power and well, the, and yeah and the mass death that is occurring. So this is what we get when we have total dysfunction, Why? and it's only getting worse, well, and it's yeah. going to get worse. I mean, the the idea, the nice idea is you know eventually Trump is coaxed from office, Biden. Uh, comes to office, he has this message of unity oh, and that the, 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 the technocratic expertise mm-hmm. of a Biden administration will get control of the pandemic and they'll see and everybody will once again, you know, the, the flames of the Trump era will die down and it'll make it easier for Joe Biden to be this transitional figure that, yeah. that pulls the country together. Not, That's a really nice story. I don't think reality is not, anywhere close to that. No. Well, first of all, he's going to be handed a humongous steaming pile of shit. <laughs> right? As bad I have as all these was, journalists calling me and say, what's, what's Biden going to do in the Middle East? I was like, it's probably like 25th in the yeah, things he seriously. needs to take care of. But as bad as it was when Obama took over in 2008, uh, this is this worse. Is, uh, this is so much worse. So he's going to be handed this big steaming pile of shit. He's going to, unless the Georgia runoffs both go in favor of Democrats, which we know is probably right. not likely, he is going to be faced with a Senate that is still dominated by Mitch McConnell and will right. try to stonewall him at every opportunity. And then, looming in the background, is the specter of the fucking orange asshole who wants to run <laughs> again in 2024 and who is going to, all he will do all day long is nitpick about how horrible of a job Biden is doing. And his right. base is going to hear that right. day after day after day, and he will start it running is... for re-election tomorrow. The That's day right. after the the day after Biden comes in That's right. is when the, the campaign starts for Trump. Right. And he is the not feed, going. One American not, News, Newsmax will all he, be mechanisms of mobilization. He, where he, it's going to He's not going to be allowed to govern, and right. any successes that he has will be small in but, in scope because of but, the, of what he will be allowed to do. They will get the pandemic under control eventually. They will get people back to work eventually. Or it'll burn itself out. Well, here's, either way, it, he's going to have successes, but it will be despite all of the obstacles that have been put in his this way. Is, this is the thing, is that there are, Trump can be rendered just another knucklehead on Twitter. If you had a different majority leader, if you had this guy who does look, if the Republicans were serious that they're done. And, you know, you hear all these journalists say, oh, well, we talked to Republicans and off the record, they were saying that. Yeah, off the record, these guys are. But if they really were done with if they were really done with Trump and really saw Trumpism as a danger to the United States, they would play ball with their old colleague, Joe Biden. But Listen, again, there's they're, no they're indication that. that Mitch no. McConnell 
or any of these because other guys in the already. Roy Blunt, he, he was on TV McConnell. one day saying, oh, look, it's going to, you know, it's clear Biden won, et cetera, et cetera. He clearly got the message from someone because the next day he said, oh, it's very possible that Trump could actually have won this election. Yeah, which is not the case. But look, if McConnell wanted to, he would have done it last Saturday. Exactly. It exactly. would have happened already. All exactly. he needed to do is say, well, congratulations, it's Joe Biden, president. Right. And that would have been the end. Right. But he won't do it, and he can't right. do it, and we should stop expecting him to do right. the right thing because he'll never do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. This I don't, man I don't is really evil. He is why. at the top. He's at the top of our pantheon for a reason. Of assholes, <laughs> he is the biggest. He's threat. a permanent member. He's no, he is number member. one. He's number one. We've said this he for can a long never time. Never be removed from the pantheon he, of assholes. He is number one with a fucking bullet. But he is the it, worst. It's, it's it's stunning to me how many people parse his words and say, "Oh, this is what he's going to do." Otherwise, like smart people and say, "Oh, well, you know, by saying the president has every right to investigate allegations of fraud, right?" So, but without saying there's a fraud, sly, it clearly means yeah, that he's, he's sly that, enough. Come on, man, he's sly enough to say things like that, and you know, in the strict right. legal well, sense he's of covered words, every which way. Yeah, he's he's. He's saying things that are legally correct, exactly. but he's not helping to temper the flames that are being fanned by Trump. And that is only making him culpable in all of this. Look, we're not getting like out said, of this. It we're not, not getting matter. out of this. It would easily. not matter. Eric and Don Jr., who I've come to refer to as Udai and Kosai, they wouldn't matter. Jared wouldn't matter. Donald would Trump still, wouldn't they matter. Would still Corey Lewandowski would matter. They would still matter to an Cole extent. Pence. None of these people, Rudy Giuliani, they wouldn't matter if Republicans in the Senate yeah, did the right thing, did the right thing and were interested in the country. But they're not. And, and that's right. what we've learned. That's exactly. what we've learned. And, and that's what everybody what? needs to keep in mind. These people the don't expectation that things are going to work out in January, it's temper that expectation. In fact, put it away. These people away. do not care about our country. They do not put country first. And they are the ones who call us unpatriotic. Right. They're not patriotic. They have no commitment to They're democracy. They're Trump-firsters. Trump the Republican firsters. Party has no party platform in 2020. Right. That's right. The, the party platform is whatever Donald Trump wants, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, this is, is like this is one of insane. the two... This is one of the two political parties in our system. Right. They're, are, they're not committed to our system of government. They're right. committed to maintaining their own power at all right. costs. At all costs. And I'm not out here, I mean, having I'm no not out here saying I'm not out here saying that this is a coup going on, it's a slow moving coup. I'm trying not to get to that place. Right. But Jesus Christ, man, they've got to commit to the preservation of our democracy. But here's the thing. The party platform thing is super interesting because you know, when was the last time anybody actually really paid attention to a party platform once a nominating convention is over? Um, Never. But the fact that there wasn't one and it said whatever Donald Trump wants really, I think, reflects the profound, at best, ambivalence of Republicans to democracy. Because, because what it says is whatever Donald Trump wants, we support yeah, that because they're this afraid is of this. Clearly, base. an indication of, a, of of you know the authoritarian temptation if there ever was one. They're afraid so, of his base. 
They're and it's, how is it that 70 million people in this country are okay with ha having a non-democratic system of government well, here? Sir, there was an interesting column in the Washington Post on Sunday morning by Dana Milbank. Um, Dana Milbank, who is obviously opposed to the president, has written, I think every column he's written since the president was elected the last time has been about Donald Trump. This one was super interesting because there was, there was research on this and it was research into white evangelicals. So white evangelicals make up 15% of the population. 40% of the president's base. And they vote between 90 and 100%. So they skew the electorate. Yeah. And so they have views that run diametrically counter to what most Americans believe. Uh, and a lot of it having to do with race. And this skews the electorate in such a way that and and they are also the ones who the president can do no wrong. So, so the good news is the average age of the white evangelical is in the late fifties. So eventually they're going to die out. But think about the damage yeah, but so we, done to the country in the in 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 the meantime. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. If yeah. America were located in the Middle East, yeah, what would we call that group of people? A religious fundamentalist. I always, I always say Mike Pence is the is the American Christian analog of, you know, uh, someone from the Shura Council of the Muslim Brotherhood. Look, the when um, why is it know, okay though that because they're Christian and not Muslim and well, we just accept? It. I mean, this is the absurdity of it all. We just but, accept you know, this. There are if this if I was if I was if this was happening in a Middle Eastern country, I would be writing about this about the backsliding of reform, that the deepening of right. authoritarianism, the erosion uh, of democratic the, norms, the, the use of the use of uh, legal institutions as political weapons. I, you know, I've written that piece about Turkey. Yeah. So it's just um, it, 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 the the good. The, I guess the one piece of good news is that in a pandemic. Yeah. It, with all the great concern about outside interference in elections, Didn't happen. but this was a secure election. So, like, there's an institution that has remained apparently robust. But the fact of the matter is, is that that may not matter because yeah. the president, the Republican leaders in both houses of Congress are going, are not going to and have no intention of accepting the results of the election. Here, hold on. Let me put a finer point on that, what you just said. They have no intention of accepting reality. When the reality does not comport to their worldview, well, they ignore the reality, and that's the that problem that's, that we're that we're living in right now. You, right. you know, as well, I think as that's an a asshole, problem with. A, I think a, that's the problem that, with on, the eleven thousand people who shut up. Hold on, hold what? on. As that asshole Ben Shapiro always says, I don't even know who that guy is. Yes, you do. Facts don't care about your feelings, <laughs> right. right? You can have your own opinions, but you cannot have well, your own facts. But that's not the case, because as we saw, and I was just about to say, the 11,000 people who showed up in Washington yesterday are firmly of the belief that the president of the United States won the election in a okay, landslide. But that's right. But I don't believe. I don't believe that Mitch McConnell believes that. I no, believe Mitch McConnell. But he's cynical and he's using cynical. that. Right. So I, I think keep... Mitch McConnell understands reality. I just think he's going to use the fact that there are a lot of people 
who don't. But let's keep in mind, it was only eleven thousand people yesterday. It was only eleven thousand people yesterday. It's many, many. Yes, no. Yesterday it was eleven thousand people. And listen, man. Over the summer, I drove my two older kids down to Washington D.C. to protest on behalf of Black Lives. And right. you know what? There were a hell of a lot more than eleven thousand people in the street that day. And how come nobody is taking our voices into, into account? How come nobody is saying that's the actual majority of Americans and we because, need to accede to their will? No. Because we because have minority this, rule in this country. Because this country is broken. Because the because electoral the system, system is broken. Because the electoral system is skewed towards actual minority government. This I mean, country that's, is broken. Yep. The system is broken. It's not, I don't know if it's fixable anymore. Well, I mean, it, think about how disempowered the 40 million people who live in California are. They have the same two senators That's right. as the 400,000 people in South Dakota or North Dakota, whichever right. one or, it is. Or in New York, right? Right. How many millions, 20 million people nine, live in New York? Nine, about 19 million people, yeah. Yeah. And we get two senators. Right. Like, it, the Senate is antiquated. Right. It needs to be changed. I mean, how is it a, an election where the winners won by, you know, five plus million votes is More. this close? It's because of the Electoral College. But it's not even close. He won the Electoral College. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he blowout. won by a huge amount, five plus million votes, yet it looks, it looks closer than it really is because of the Electoral College. But right? even the Electoral he won, College he is a 306 blowout. Electoral College votes, which Kellyanne Conway Four years ago, called a landslide, a blowout, and so yep. on and so forth. But it's been a nail biter in some ways because of the electoral college. Well, they've been close, and you're right because if you think about it, Trump also got 306 electoral right. college votes, exactly. and he lost the popular vote by three million. Right. He lost right. the popular vote by three million, which interesting. Five million. Plus. But interestingly enough, the three million votes that he lost by in 2016 were all illegal votes, apparently. <laughs> Which is exactly the same as this year when he lost by 5 million illegal <laughs> votes. So what do we have, what do we see that's in common here? Anybody who votes for him is, is not a legitimate elector in his mind. Which right. is, Anybody who votes which against is quite, him. Right, votes against right. him. Which is quite obvious because he does not see himself as the president of the entire country. Right. He only is the president of the That's people right. who vote for him. That right. is, and that is the biggest sea change that we've seen between him and every president that has come before right. him. Well, this is like this is like what I in the past have said about the Turkish president. He governs the half the country that votes for him and intimidates the other half. Yeah, but Turkey is not a an. An exemplary democracy. Uh, no, we, that's we my point. We are the, the city on the hill. That's my point. We're not. We, but we're you know, The idea of American exceptionalism was fairy dust. I think it was this, the, the idea of American exceptionalism was born at a particular moment and of which, you know, we told ourselves certain things that became, at least among the, in the minds of... Right, it's a of, mythology. Of, it's right. a mythology. It, and, it, and I think it's very, very clear that... It's not the case that the United States is exceptional and that we are. And I think that's why the elite are so befuddled because they have actually internalized the idea right, of American supposed exceptionalism. To be better but than this, this could happen here. It, it has happened It's happening, here. It's happening exactly. here. It's happening right. here. So we're Turkey with, you know, with MTV, basically. 
Well, I mean, although they have it too now, but yeah, we cre- well, we create this stuff. Go ahead. So we're no better. We're no better than any other country. As a matter I, of fact, we're that worse right. in some ways. We're much worse in many ways. I mean, well, we, Turkey was we never only, a consolidated democracy. We were. You know, you we've only barely touched on COVID in this episode, and the fact is. It's freaking rampaging through the country right now, and there's nobody doing anything about it. Well, Here's the thing of, that I don't understand. He wants to stay in power, but he doesn't actually want to do the fucking job. Well, right. It's always only been about his ego. That's the thing. He, You know, I, I think I was once having a discussion with colleagues, and we were spitballing. And my view was, look, the president of the United States really has no interest in being president of the United States. He just has an interest in winning the election. So yeah. he could say, you see, I won the election. If, and, and that's it. And so he can, like, you know, demonstrate that to all the people who look down upon him because he was just a con man and a shyster that he could be the president of the United States and win. And, and, and that's it. Look, well, you know this what? is the he worst could... of all possible worlds. We yeah. have a, a president who refuses to leave office. We have a constitutional crisis. We have an out-of-control pandemic and an armed population. We've always had an armed population. What's What's good good here? here? I mean, the pizza in New York is good. The pizza is good. But that's about it. it. But that's about it. But but you're right. Uh, Look, if he wants to go away and say that he won the election, I'm all for it. Go ahead. Keep telling your people that you won the election. But go away. Well, of course, as you pointed out 10 minutes ago, however, he leaves office, we still have... The problem of Trumpism, oh my God. and the fact that he's not going to be just some knucklehead on Twitter. No, right. Although the, Twitter the, can the key get rid to of him. making him the not just another knucklehead on Twitter is the Republican Party, and there's really no hope there. No, there's none, none. Mm-hmm. But as you said earlier, and I wanted to get back to this for a second before we let it go. Even if he goes, even if he's just another nut on Twitter, like you said, he does. He still has that base. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of these people may disappear, but his family won't disappear. Yeah, because they're yeah. going to groom those those cretins to take over yeah. once he dies. Right. Oh yeah. This Udine is what they Kosa? want. Absolutely. This is what they want. Don yeah. Jr. is the smarmy face of conservatism for right. the twenty first century going He's forward. He's yeah. hard. These guys are awful. Yeah. They're awful. The worst. They're worse than even their father because yeah. they think somehow that they've earned everything that they've gotten. <laughs> and th- I mean, they're so delusional and, and obviously they're not bright. Right. They're not smart. Obviously. And they have zero commitment. I love to this, our this week. Some stories have popped up about, you know, Jared and Ivanka want to go back to New York and rejoin, rejoin society. I'm like, like, that's the biggest fucking issue. For them, it is, and you know For, what? Yeah, but still, like they will we rejoin. Give a shit. They will rejoin society because rich people don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh my God. Rich people don't give a fuck. Oh. oh, oh, you wanted to separate babies from their parents? Okay, you have a nice house. <laughs> I like your I like your fifty million dollar house in the Hamptons. Can I come over for a cocktail party? <sighs> Nobody uh, gives a shit. Oh gosh. All right. Oh God. Before we before we finish off. I have this has been give. a very uplifting episode. I mean, seriously, I'm going to go and bomb it when we're finished. 
But before we finish off, before. I, have, I have to give a humongous, a humongous, a humongous shout out to my nephew Ezra, who is a listener of the Amen Corner, who celebrated his bar mitzvah yesterday. So who's better than Ezra? Who's better, better than, than Ezra. Ezra? Exactly. Big Mazel, Ezra. He had Way to co- go. He had a COVID bar mitzvah. We were in the synagogue, only yeah. 19 of us, his wow. immediate family. He read from the Torah, and he made his his speech, and he, did, he led the services, and it was a lot of fun. He was great. But he is the epitome of... If he were only if he were only older, he would fit into our demographic perfectly, because <laughs> he's a huge Yankees fan. Nice, huge Yankees fan. Nice. He he loves New York pizza. Oh. Uh, what else? Van he's got. He's not. He doesn't quite know Van Halen. He's got a really good sense of humor. He's, he curses. Like, he curses curse. like a sailor. Fucking a! That's awesome. I mean, yeah. and he has since he was like six years old. Uh, uh, he's a kid. He likes Kit Kats, nice. so he, he's not. I mean, I've got I've caught a lot of flack again this week about <laughs> Ma, about Mounds and Almond Joy. Well, wait, we're talking about Ezra though. I know, but he likes Kit Kat and not Mounds and Almond Joy. That's wow. how I was. I love that kid. Anyway, big mazel, yeah. Ezra. Big yeah. mazel. So wait, so, I have one critical question now. Yeah, I knew, knew where this is, I knew where this is going. So, <laughs> So my brother Ron and I were invited to do the Hagba and the Glila, the lifting of the Torah and the tying of the Torah. I deferred to my older brother to allow him uh-huh. the honor of doing the lifting, which he did well. And I did the Good. tying. I did the tying. But as I was nice. there, as we were up there, I'm like, bend the, bend at the knees. Bend at the <laughs> knees. I'm doing the Hagba training at the, you know, in the moment. I'm like, bend at your knees. And he's looking at me like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, and it was, uh, it was a lot of That's fun. That's awesome. But I was thinking go, about Ezra. that. I was thinking like, should I, I mean, I know we're in the sanctuary and we can't use technology, but I would really love to take a picture of this right now <laughs> so I can share it with our audience. Um, but yeah, so it was a big day nice. for Ezra. Big shout out for Ezra. And uh, Awesome. Yeah, hopefully, you know, next week we'll be in better moods based on what's going on. But I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. All right. All right, everyone. Try to survive the week, everyone. Yep. We're out.